everyone, just a quick reminder that Lash Boss Summit is in Austin on April 22nd and 23rd of 2023. You can head to lashbossradio.com or lashbosssummit.com to buy tickets. Hope to see you there. Hey everyone, welcome to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today we're going to talk about using the lash growth cycle to your benefit with your clients inside of your services. So we all know that we have the antigen, catagen, intelligen phases in our hair growth. With lashes, it is actually a little bit different than the hair on our head, obviously, because our hair can grow much longer than our lashes. And that's actually because the antigen phase, the growing phase, is longer for hair on our head. It's actually, we've got different programs throughout our body. So some people don't grow a lot of hair on their arms, and some people really do. And so we're all a little bit different. But generally, our lashes are in the antigen phase for about two weeks of time. The only way we can change this is with like a lash serum and you some may also argue with nutrition right or just maybe some diseases or like if you have like a thyroid problem you might notice that your lash growth cycle is different than somebody who doesn't have that but generally speaking if you are using lash growth serum it can double the amount of time that your lashes are in the antigen phase a lot of people have thought that the lash serum is actually affecting the last stage of growth, like preventing it from shedding. And that's actually not true. It's not affecting that stage at all. It's really just affecting the growing phase and making it longer, allowing those lashes to grow longer before they then go into catagen and then resting in their telogen stage. As a lash artist, we can see different lengths of lashes in all of our clients' lash lines. So what, what do we do with that whenever we're actually working? So there's a few ways that you can look at this. One is that those baby hairs, those antigen lashes are going to still be there when they come back in for their two-week fill. So lashing those would also make it look like their lashes are retaining as long as possible and retaining well because we know they're still going to be there. Whereas when we are lashing the adult lashes, we know that those are probably a lot of those might be shedding by the time they come back in. So if we only lash the adult lashes or basically the medium and long lashes, if we only lash those, then a lot of those won't be there when they come back in, but also they won't be super grown out because most of those are just in their resting phase. When we lash the baby hairs, we know they're going to be there, but the other thing is that they're growing at a really fast rate. So we have to kind of consider these things when we're doing our sets. And this kind of confuses people, especially when they're trying to do layering and they're like, okay, well, this is a short lash, but it calls for a long lash in the layering map that I'm trying to do. So I just want to make this episode to kind of talk about the different ways you can look at the lash growth cycle and what it can do for your sets. First things first is when we see a baby hair or when we see a lash in its antigen phase, because it is growing at a fast rate, I think that we should put on a shorter lash in my opinion because it's basically going to meet those other lashes where they're at versus stick really far out because of how far it's grown by the time they come back. So what happens when a lash is grown out? It not only just sticks out, but sometimes it'll also lay to the side, especially if it's on one of the top layers. 
I would recommend putting a short lash on to kind of combat that from happening because when it's a long lash, it's for sure going to do that. When it's a shorter lash, it's kind of just going to tuck in with everything else and just stay in line with everything. It grows out really nicely. What you do in the fill is you kind of just pop that off and put a new one, a longer one, because now the lash is longer. You'll just put a longer one at the base now. It's a great way for your lashes to always be full. A lot of times in mega volume, um, they teach actually, because this is another way to look at it, they teach to get to 80% coverage and avoid the baby lashes because they'll let those grow to their full potential. And then when they come back for their two-week fill, they will then put a fan on that one. I think this is a great way to do mega volume because you're you're getting them super full because it's mega volume, but you're also not having to go through and take off a bunch of grown outs every time they come back in. I think it's actually a great idea. Plus it's actually getting your appointment done faster because you're really just lashing what's longer, like medium to long. So that's a great strategy. But if you're not doing mega volume, if you're just doing like regular volume or you're just doing classic, I really think we need to be lashing the baby hairs. In my opinion, when we lash those baby hairs, it gives us the full coverage that we need, especially when we do classic and volume. We just have to be careful with what we're selecting for that baby lash. But let's say we're doing, we're layering and it's calling for, we're doing long on the bottom layer. We're doing one size under that on the layer above that. And then the layer above that is getting another size shorter. So what that does is it kind of just tucks everything into the bottom layer and it's, it gives you that really dark black look and it's called the perfect line. That's how you layer it. A lot of Russian volume is done this way. So let's say you're on the bottom layer and you're supposed to do a long lash there and it's a baby lash. What do you do? Two ways. One, you could avoid it if you feel like the client's natural lashes, um, the coverage of their natural lashes is actually okay to skip a baby lash here and there. Two, you can put a long lash on there, but maybe just drop down the diameter or maybe put like one or two volume lashes there. So it makes like this baby fan that's still in the length that you want it to be in. The The third option is to put the shorter hair on there and just kind of know that overall the layering is going to be exactly what you wanted it to be. But here and there, you're taking care of those baby lashes along the way. So those are the three options. You can skip it. You can put a long one on, but just go down in diameter, maybe not put as many hairs per fan or um, put a short one on there and just expect that it's going to grow out to the length that it, that everything else looks like around it. Same thing goes for when you are um, layering the opposite way and you want the long on the top and the shorter on the bottom. If you see a short one on top, it's really questionable whether you should do the longer lash up there too because especially on the top row, you have to consider that those tend to fall over because they're not really being supported by anything else. In the middle, I feel like the lashes don't really turn because they're being sandwiched by both the top and bottom layers. But on the top layer, especially if it's on the fall slash layer, meaning it's like kind of a few millimeters above everything else. I don't think even lashing those is a good idea ever because it kind of just sits there and gets in the way and always turns. But I think it's also interesting to consider that every set that you do might look a little different. If they have a really sparse lash line, you might do something completely different than if they had like a ton of lashes. On them, you might say, okay, they can afford that I skip their lashes, their baby lashes, I'm sorry. 
Another scenario to consider is if the client has really sensitive follicles. I am somebody that can feel every sticky, every grown out lash, and I do not even like my baby hairs to be touched. Like I don't want them to have a lash on it because I know in a week I'm going to hate how that feels. Some clients don't have that. Some clients don't feel even all their lashes being stuck together. We know this because we we see clients from other salons sometimes and their lashes are stuck together and they they don't really feel it. But other people have really sensitive follicles. So something to consider is maybe avoiding the baby hairs in that phase just because you know with the growth that's happening, that grown out feeling for some people just feels like an itch you can't scratch and they may start they may start picking at their lashes so i think a solution to this is let's say your client has questionable retention compared to someone else um or your the rest of your clientele always ask them do your lashes feel comfortable is there anything that bothers you because and give them the space to tell you the truth and don't just expect like one answer because hopefully if you have a client that is having this problem of like some of their follicles kind of hurting and you know that it's not from stickies, you've kind of, you went through and checked and you're like, oh, that's actually a grown out lash. It kind of tells you right there, let me avoid those baby hairs with this person. And, and you can just be honest with them that you're going to do that. Um, let's say for a special occasion, you're, you can ask them, hey, do you want me to lash like the baby hairs for this to make them extra full or do you want me to leave those out? So I think there's a couple of different ways to look at it, but either way, knowing how eyelashes grow and shed is so important. And I think it's also important for our clients to understand that we are working with this too, that their lashes look a little different every time that they come in, what we are doing with the grown out lashes when they come back. We've all seen it. There's clients that will text and ask. Um, I see this in forums a lot. Like there's a screenshot posted of a text thread with a client and the client saying, hey, I lost a few lashes. And it's really just the client doesn't understand that lashes grow and shed. And it takes the extension with it when that happens. So this is something that we should definitely be educating our clients on the first time we see them. It shouldn't happen reactively when they do complain about it or ask about it. We should be upfront with it. Hey, the reason why you come back every two weeks is because there's so much growth that happens in that time. So I have to take off the grown out lashes and put a new one at the base. And also all of the hairs that have shed and butted a new lash out of that follicle, I'm going to lash the new growth too. So explaining that to them and kind of just talking with them about, you know, how their lashes look each time they come in and how their retention was and asking them how comfortable they were. That's a great way to kind of just manage each client and customize um, your sets with all of your clients according to the growth cycle. Hope this episode was helpful in some way to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you haven't bought your tickets to the Lash Boss Summit, you can do that at thelashbosssummit.com. I will link that in the show notes. Also, if you could please leave a review for Lash Boss Radio wherever you listen to this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you all so much for tuning in and I'll be back very soon with the next episode.